welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm your host, Matt. And today, we have a very special guest. My wife, Beth. Beth, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> How are you doing today as we've been together all day because of quarantine? Good. Good. We're surviving. We're surviving. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I uh, walked to work. It was a beautiful day outside, and then walked back, and then uh, my girlfriend's coming back into town, so I'm very happy. Fun. That sounds yeah. fun. That's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to get into some of the Star Wars stuff today, we are talking about Agent Callus, which is technically Alexander Callus. That is my first note, is that he does have a first name. I didn't really know it until uh, until now. I think they mentioned it, I think in season four of Rebels. I'm pretty sure they did. It was probably like when he... Switched over to the Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Did they call him Alex Alexander? Is that what it is? Alexander? Alexander. I think they just called him Callus. They didn't call him Agent Callus because at that point he wasn't an agent. But <laughs> True, true. Before we get fully into it, Agent Callus is in Star Wars Rebels, my favorite show. And Beth, I think you would agree, your favorite show as well from Star Wars? Well, I haven't watched Clone Wars, but... Boo. <laughs> I didn't, I I didn't really, want to boo. I, I really didn't want to like boo. Rebels. <laughs> Rebels is very good. Rebels is very good. And Mando is still going on, so yeah. technically I've only watched one Star Wars show fully. But it is my favorite. You have to watch Resistance, right? Right, Matt? Mm. <laughs> no, never, never. He also is in Star Wars Insider, and that's mm-hmm. where I think that the listeners out there might learn some more things, just because he he isn't as developed as some of the other characters are, and so that is going to be one of our discussions coming up in a little bit, is, is there any place in the Star Wars universe you might see him showing up? So the very first note I have is that Callus was born on Coruscant between 44 and 35 BBY. So he's about a 35 to 45 year old man. I'd say he's probably about 35 when, maybe 30, when mm-hmm. he's, uh, when we see him in Rebels, I would say. So. I mean, that makes he's sense. A, he's, he's a he, he young looks officer, yeah. young, young agent. Yeah. I mean, he made his w- way through the ISB, the Imperial security bureau is that what it is isb yes yes that's correct yeah Yeah. do you want to let do we want to list all of his uh affiliations sure let's do it all right it's a long list galactic empire royal imperial academy imperial security bureau alliance to restore the republic rebel alliance intelligence services masase or masasi masase masasi group and the alliance (laughs) army and the big note that I have there is that he's part of the Rebel Alliance Intelligence Service. I had to like look at that very intently because it's a very long list. Do you yeah. know who else is a part of that group? No. There's two people a part of that group. Man Mathma. No, I'm kidding. No. Well, <laughs> the leader is the person we know as Fulcrum before the okay. big reveal, Ahsoka Tano. Yes. Yeah, and Tano. another captain within that division is right. one, the only, nope. Cassian Andor. Oh. Which means that Callus and Cassian may have interacted upon escape. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm gonna say it. Uh-huh. A Cassian Andor series is coming out. <gasps> is there a... We could get We could get <laughs> We could get Agent Callus. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I want it. I want it. You know what? At the beginning, I want to note this. At the beginning of Rebels, during season one and two, I disliked Callus. You know, he was he was the enemy of the of the Rebels. But then when he switched over to the Alliance and he was like secondary fulcrum, he and he was giving intelligence to the Rebels. It was a little bit confusing because you know that whole episode with uh, not Wedge with Zeb. Zeb, yeah, the episode with Zeb and Lasat, and when they were fighting with the the two staffs of of the Lasat people. It was like, I, it, you know, I kind of felt like they didn't have that transition to having Zeb recruit him. I thought it was like very like, Oh, they, they were equal or well, that's at not, that point or whatever. That wasn't the episode where he was converted. It was when the ghost and Phoenix squadron went to Geonosis mm-hmm. and then Zeb and Callus went to an escape pod together down onto the, one of the ice moons and they work together. That that's the episode you're thinking of. Yeah, that's I the think. one I'm thinking of. Is that the episode yeah. that Zeb recruited? That doesn't. They don't. That's the episode uh, yeah. that he recruits. But they fight before with the Lasat staff. Season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Leading up to it. Yeah, I just had to. He's to, a jerk in up. season one, and, he is and a, a jerk. little yeah. bit into season two, and then season three rolls around. And you're like, I like this guy. Yeah. So the first episode I ever saw of Rebels, because Matt was watching it, was the episode where Agent Callus is like with the Empire still, and Ezra runs into him on the ship doing something, and he helps him, and then Ezra like hits him over the head with. Oh yeah. Believe it. That was the first episode I saw him. So the moment I started Rebels, I knew that Agent Callus was going to turn good. But the first time I watched the episodes, I was like, this guy. Is kind of annoying. I don't see <laughs> how he's gonna switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny because it's an accidental switch, is kind of what Zeb claims. But I gotta ask, how did how did Callus get in contact with any of the Fulcrum agents to say, "Hey, I want to join your cause"? I don't know. We saw how he felt isolated after he was rescued. You know, no one from the Empire caring that he almost died on an ice moon. Nothing like that. So, like, we could see that he was like, man, the camaraderie of the Rebels compared to the Empire, where they, like, actually care about people. We know that that sparked his change, but how do you think he reached out? Do you think he just, like, was, like, dialed 1-800-Fulcrum or, or something like that? Like, like, how does that work? How does he even know that Fulcrum was the codename or anything like that? Maybe he got it from Thrawn. I don't know. <laughs> he sent a text. He sent a text, text, yeah. yeah. So to 1-800-Fulcrum. Yeah. Please do not call that number. I don't know what it leads to, and I don't want to get in trouble Disclaimer. for that. Disclaimer. I, yeah. I thought that was the biggest, like, gap in his character was, like, when you see him go back after being on the moon of Geonosis, and he's, like, sad or, like, feeling, I don't know, he's, like, upset that basically no one cared that he was gone. Mm-hmm. Then he automatically is just, the next time you see him, he's working for the Rebels. And I was like, that's a that's a big flip, and you don't know. You don't really see any more. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's where my confusion was when, like, he said he was recruited. And... It, it was hard to see his, his arc until that season three when he saved the pilots. Like, Sabine was recruiting Wedge, right? And he, like, saved them. Was that the episode that they, he saved them all? It was when... I believe it was one of the first times... It, it's when they went back 
to Lothal to find out what the Empire was creating in the factory. Um, And that was one of the first episodes where it was, it was when the speeder bikes were overheating and they had one of the, one of the rebel cell people die on the speeder bike. Yeah. If if you recall that episode. With Thrawn. Yeah. With Thrawn. It was one of the first episodes with Thrawn that you really kind of got a a live look in. Yeah. And that's the one that Beth was talking about where Callus or where Ezra shoved him with, or hit him across the head or whatever to make it look believable. Oh, and Which, Force pushed him into uh, yeah. the, the glass, yeah. Yeah, and the cane was like, what I wanted to do that, though. And, you know, you have that little laugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... There's the one episode, there's one episode with Callus where he was switching his cylinders, the, the Imperial sw- cylinders that they have on their shoulders or they have in their, mm-hmm. their pockets, where he was framing, he was, like, trying to show that he was innocent, but then, you know, Thrawn knew that it was him because Thrawn is Thrawn and he's super smart and knows You're you're like, getting a little bit ahead, but yes, I, you I are know. Correct. I know, but I'm just saying That like, is when the rebels rescue him and he fully joins the rebellion. Yes. But before we get there, before he even appears in Rebels, the very first thing that happens, you see him take part in the cleansing is this is a direct quote in the in the cleansing, the genocide of Lasan, which is home to the Lasats. Yeah, and which we talked about, which was the uh, original artwork of Chewbacca last episode. Yes, which we talked about last episode. Yep, correct. It's one of those weird kind of very, very, not even weird, it's just very dark, especially for a kid's show, but it's also very real. That's like one of his first missions where he's leading, and and we see that before the, the fight between... Agent Callus and Zeb, he takes out his bow rifle, and he actually won that from defeating one of the guards, the Lasan High Honor Guards, yeah, which is the same rank as Zeb, or which was the same rank as Zeb. So, I know this is going into a little bit of a Zeb, but wasn't there like a a prophecy? Was that like a something, and then Callus was a part of that prophecy, or am I just was that like something in a dream that I had, Star Wars dream? I thought the prophecy was for Zeb to return, like, his people to their new planet. Lyrasan. Lyrasan. Yeah. But yeah. Kallus wasn't part of... I don't think Kallus was part of the prophecy. He just went to Lyrasan. He went to Lyrasan at, at the, the end, end of yeah. the, the series. Gotcha. Miss Agent Kallus yeah. fan over here. Am I being replaced? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we doing an episode on him? I studied. <laughs> I studied. Can, can we uh, take a moment? I, I got a question for Beth. Shoot. Why... Did you choose Agent Kels for an episode you wanted a special guest on? Good question. First of all, I just watched Rebels within the last year, and I uh-huh. got pretty into it. So I kind of wanted to do a character from Rebels. And I think Agent Callus is particularly interesting because of how deep he is in, like, the Empire, and then he, like, switches to the Rebellion, which I feel like we I've seen, like, you know... You see some characters switch from the Empire to the Rebellion, like in Episode 7 with Finn, but I feel like you you don't see it as much with someone who is like so far in. Like he was really far into the Empire. He was really... He was deep. Yeah. He was deep. And then he switched. So And then he basically, if you, like I was re-watching some of it, when I rewatched it also, I was very sad because I saw Kanan and still not over 
him dying, but it's <laughs> fine. So I just thought that was interesting in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one of like the most interesting aspects of Callus is that he is an agent. He is pretty deep within the ranks of the Empire. And, and for him to feel... I mean, like, granted, he was there for a genocide and he didn't switch. So I think that he kind of recognized not not because the empire is all he knew and so then you go and you transition to seeing firsthand how the rebels operate and how it's like a family and then he he kind of realizes that that's what he was missing at the same time i mean if he was part of the genocide of the lasat people and he saw like a survivor like zeb and like the select few that he saw it probably just woke him up a little bit to see like yeah these are actual like creatures and i don't know i may i'm just saying like he's gotta have like some kind of conscience he felt human like that the lasat were humanized to him in a way that they were very intelligent beings and that he quote unquote destroyed them yeah. but obviously we see that lear san and the lasat live on which yeah. is, is something i definitely wanted to talk about was the fact that at the end of rebels at the end of it all where does zeb and Callus go. They go to Lyrasan to show Callus that he didn't, in fact, wipe them all out. Yeah. That even though what he did was terrible, that it wasn't the end for them. Which I really yeah. like. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, you don't want, like, a genocide. I mean, like, the, <laughs> that's the whole thing. And Callus and comes back to see that his faults in the past were, you know, not fully complete. So that's, like, a, a good thing because... You know, he, he decided to switch the alliance and, and fight for the people and decided to fight with the Lasat and see that their people were still surviving. So it was a, it, it's just, it's poetic. It's very nice, I think. Yeah. Do you think that the rebels would have, like, succeeded in taking back Lothal if they didn't have Agent Callus because he kind of does a lot after he switches in terms of, like, helping them succeed and, like, just Empire knowledge that they didn't necessarily have. Yes, I, I, I think 100%. I think they needed Agent Callus for their win against the Empire because, I mean, he was able to, just like how Rex developed all those codes that we see in Rebels as well, that he was able to look at these Imperial codes and decipher them and tell them to the Alliance. And without that information, who knows what what could could have happened. I mean, especially for the Phoenix Squadron and everything. And even against Thrawn, like, it just... He played a a crucial role in, in in the defeat of Thrawn. And if Thrawn survived then who knows, the Empire might have just won and beat the Alliance and, and took over the galaxy. Yeah, 100%. You also see that he does help uh, Sabine, Wedge, and Hobby escape. Yeah, that's the episode and, I was and, talking about. Oh, yeah, and that preserved Phoenix Squadron. They finally got themselves proper pilots. Sabine would have been captured for sure, potentially even executed at that point. Yeah. It would have led to a whole other res- like, attempted rescue mission. So but I the the force has its own way. So maybe yes, the force. <laughs> we, we forgot. We have to we have to attribute the force. Maybe there would have been some other empire person who would have yeah yeah come and join them. 
I hate to go into this this rabbit hole. Oh no! Oh no! Rise you're going to What's the rabbit hole? Oh, I thought you were going to go alternate universes. Okay, no, I can handle well, I, Rise of Skywalker. I'm just like saying that they try to do the same thing with Hux. Oh yeah. And I just didn't like that. It felt really pressured, and I, you, I know. Well, the only reason was, why he did it was because he wanted to see Kylo lose, and that's. I mean, he was that, angry. Yeah, that's just like a. A, a kind of a, a cop out, if you ask me. Oh yeah, yeah. Did not enjoy that execution. Yeah. Was was not a fan of that execution. Callus's turn to the light is way stronger. It's way more believable, if you ask me, because you have the events of the genocide, discovering a Lasat, getting to know the Lasat and their culture, to seeing how. The rebels interact with each other and they're like family something that he didn't have because he grew up on coruscant and immediately entered the imperial academy yeah as soon as he could so he didn't have that kind of family connection going forward no but dave filoni should just should have just done the sequel trilogy he was trained under george lucas he understands like the the whole josh. galaxy he should have just <laughs> josh josh what? josh the sequel what? trilogy is canon let it go I know. Let it go, buddy. No, I'm just saying, like, I understand. I'm just saying, like, Dave Filoni, he's he's writing the shows. I mean, he knows, like, this stuff. But, I mean, I I understand that, you know, the director... JJ did did an amazing job. I'm just just saying it could have gone a different way if Dave Filoni was, like, a writer with it. Well, and that's why I think you and I both agree we're okay with breaking from movies for a little bit in favor of TV shows. Oh, TV shows. I mean... Yeah, that's all I've been doing. You also get to know the characters. Like, think about trying to develop this Agent Callus plot for three movies. In a movie that you have to fit and develop all these other characters. It just, it wouldn't, it it would appear almost similar to what Hux had, most likely. Yes, and that's why I despise that scene in (laughs) The Rise of Skywalker. That's that's very strong. That's yeah. a very strong opinion. <laughs> I mean, I did... Hux, and, Hux and Callus are completely different characters. They are completely like, different Hux, characters. Hux, yeah. uh, Agent Callus, regardless of him like switching, is a lot more likable of a character than Agent Hux, yeah. I think. Er, like, er, yeah. Admiral Hux. Admiral Hux. No, wait, General Sorry. Hux. General, General Hux. Hux. General Hux. Oh, my gosh. General. Just Hux. All, all these military terms are just getting too... are becoming too much. Too much. <laughs> Also, I think the reason that series are a lot more likable at this point is that they're so, like, the Mandalorian and Rebels are so detached from the original Skywalker. Yes, this was my random thought. Okay, so so for the listener out there, I had a random thought of the day <laughs> that I completely couldn't think of until just now because you brought it up. What did I bring up? You brought up the fact that, so I've been thinking about this a lot, and and, and it's something that I've, I've thought about like for the last four nights and i was like i'm gonna save it for this episode i'm gonna save it for this episode and i didn't get to it and well until now mm-hmm. at least 25 minutes in so what i wanted to ask you guys uh-huh. or, or, or the random thought and like a discussion off of was the fact that for me i'm enjoying because i'm so used to learning about the skywalkers and, and growing up with the skywalkers and seeing that in the movies that mm-hmm. i'm personally more attached and feel strongly and, and and like the characters on the TV shows. Pick any of them. Clone Wars, I like Ahsoka. Rebels, I like every single character in Rebels for the most part. Minus S. Morgan, but 
that's <laughs> because that's as Morgan. Mandalorian, pretty big fan of most of the characters. We're not going to spoil anything because we don't know if the listener out there has watched yet of season two. Mm-hmm. But Mandalorian, like all the characters on that. In 2020, where we are right now, I feel more attached to characters that we haven't met until the TV shows than what has been a part of the Skywalker saga for so many years. And I wanted to get your everyone else's feelings on that. And like, is, is mm-hmm. that, do you feel yourself transitioning towards that or are you still kind of the same way? I mean, I agree to a certain extent. There are certain characters in the new trilogy that I liked a lot and that basically what I was saying before is I think it's easier to criticize and get like so caught up in all of the things that are happening in like the in the movies because they have this history so tied into like the previous movies that basically brought Star Wars to everyone. So I think when you take these standalone like series, you get to like look at Star Wars from a new perspective, like kind of away from Skywalker. I think that's partially why I've had trouble getting into Clone Wars because I feel like I already know partially where it's going because Anakin is like one of the main characters mm-hmm. in in it. So I think I think it's easier for me to like look at it from a new perspective and not bring all of these like these ideas for the characters to it. So I mean in a way, yes, but I think like Rogue One, Rogue One wasn't attached to the Skywalker saga and I love that movie. No, it's not and it's not because it's a, not a series. So so maybe it I I I think what you're saying is exactly how I'm feeling. I feel more attached to the standalone characters right now than I do to the Skywalker series characters at the moment. I think that that basically you summed it up perfectly is how I'm feeling. I mean, I agree with both of you. I just think that I'm more, it might be because I've watched, you know, the, the original trilogy and the sequels many times and it's just in my heart. But yes, I agree with you that, that, the series, the TV series, like Clone Wars, Rebels, not so much Resistance, and well, it, it, <laughs> Mandal- Mandalorian, of course, Mandalorian, of course, where I'm getting attached to these characters in these series because they they have more time to develop. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much why, yeah, I like the TV series. I mean, I've watched all of just say Flash, Arrow, whatever it is, and I've grown accustomed to these characters. So it's like the same thing where. You watch several seasons, six seasons, seven seasons in Clone Wars, four seasons in Rebels, and you get to love and know these characters. And you're watching maybe their half an hour episodes or maybe an hour long episodes. You you get a lot more development than in a movie because I could say that I don't have this connection with Rey, Kylo, Finn. I mean, saying that these they're they're characters. They're also not our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and again, like Matt and I have expressed in the past, that your childhood, like if you grow up watching, just say, A New Hope like Matt, you know Obi-Wan, you know Luke, you know Leia, you know Han, you know Chewie, you know R2-C-3PO, like those are your characters. So maybe it's for the next generation, the the sequel trilogy is going to, they'll connect more with the, the, the movie than TV shows. It's it's hard to say. It's it's all about preference and, and how dedicated you are. But So do you think if they did a Poe Dameron TV show? What movie or TV show or something. Or they had Poe Dameron show up in something where he was like a character for several episodes. Do you think that would change something for you if you saw more of the characters? Oh, yes, 100%. Like, 
if I were to watch a TV show or see like a little spinoff of just say Finn and Poe, whatever it is, I'd be happy because then they would be able to, they'd be able to develop their arcs and show how the characters are because based off of the movies we haven't we didn't see a lot of their arcs we were more focused on ray so mm-hmm. yeah like if finn after rise of skywalker was trained to be a jedi because he's force sensitive or something with with the force i'd be happy but i mean yeah they're still staying within like the the timeline of the skywalkers but like you said beth it's outside and not these not tied to these main characters but if they are they're like very very tiny connections like rogue one yeah. like you said but going on a little well that was <laughs> no, no no that was that was perfect because that was our star wars thought of the day yeah or four, might have uh, four days because you've been thinking about yes it. true four days yeah <laughs> it might have come halfway through this episode but that's okay <laughs> glad i could help you remember yes. you're welcome <laughs> you are my best <laughs> you said you <laughs> well i don't have too much more on agent cows other than the fact that like i said he is part of the masase group and the rebel intelligence sector or department or whatever it is I, it was a way too long a name and i personally would love to see him appear in that cassian Andor series i think yes. it would be a very strong point for him we don't see anything around his like post rebels until the end of the war we only know that we see zeb and Kalos go to lirasan after the war so i would like to see an event where because he obviously has the he, he is callous he has the intelligence the empire would know he defected but that doesn't mean that he can't acquire the intelligence he is an agent after all you know so I, I think that that could be really cool if he becomes a supporting character on the show, even. He was trained under Admiral Yularen. Yularen, yep. Yularen was one of the good ones in Clone Wars, so for me, it's really hard to see how he continued with the... M- I mean, he probably didn't have much choice. And obviously, yeah. we see him on the Death Star, too. Uh, he died on the Death Star, right? Yeah, I believe so. In so. episode four, he died yeah. on the Death Star? Yeah. It's like hard to like realize that he was on the Death Star in that in that meeting where that one guy gets choked and then Tarkin says, "Vader, release him." <laughs> oh. Yeah. So he's he's in the in the conference room scene. Is that like yes. he, he attends the conference or the uh, the meeting? Yeah. So it's hard for me to think that Yularen was this like like he was a good guy and for him to just join the empire i mean he probably didn't have much of a choice but it's the same thing as tarkin i mean they were both part of the republic but tarkin was evil tarkin from the from tarkin had radical ideas yes he did yes so you did not so for me that's kind of hard to see like callus obviously had good part at the end yeah and you trained under you what happened to you are you are you Man, that is such a hard name to pronounce. <laughs> you Lauren. You try okay, try saying it five times fast. You Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren. You Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren. No, that wasn't fast enough. That wasn't fast enough. You Lauren, you Lauren, you Lauren. You can just speed up your first one in uh Oh yeah, yeah, and the editing. Speed it up. Yeah. No one will Beth, Beth, you're you Lauren five times? I'm good. Okay, all right, fair. <laughs> you don't have to participate. Only the hosts do, I guess. Okay. 
So I already said how I would like to see Agent Callus maybe appear in additional TV shows, film, you know, whatever. What about you guys? Moving forward, I'd like to see Callus in the Andor series. But at the same time, I wish he also made a cameo in Rogue One on Yavin because he would have been there unless he was on a special mission. Uh, maybe he's could be, again, I haven't played all through Squadrons. Maybe he's he makes a cameo in that. I don't think so. But that would be really cool if he made a cameo in that. But I think something post, I, I do, maybe something on Hoth. I do have some or, news for you. What, what, what's, the, what's the news? So I, I do have something here, Josh, for you related mm-hmm. to Rogue One. So the visual guide for Rogue One notes that a person with green pips, uh, that personnel with green pips are associated with being in the Alliance Army. Okay. Green pips? Green pit droids? Pits? Pips. 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 What's a pip? So a green pip which I'm not positive, I, I, this this would be canon. It's like the uh, insignia that they wear. Oh. So if you look at Agent Callus, I believe you see green pips later in the show when he is a spy. Oh. So that means he did have a little cameo, maybe. Is that green or is that yellow? That's yellow and blue. Okay, I'm colorblind. So, it's mentioned. So, it's a possibility. So, it's a possibility that, I mean, granted, they still had, Rebels still had agents all over the place and spies. So, I wouldn't be shocked if he was still on a mission. I mean, why would they, why would they send everyone home from a mission when there might be more intelligence that they could collect to give them even a, a stronger idea of what the, the Empire is building? Yeah. Maybe he was alongside Hera. On the ghost uh, during the scene on True. Yavin when they were stealing the uh, the shuttle, the Imperial shuttle. Yeah, Th- that is a possibility. Yeah. So, I I think that we we could. I don't know how liked he is to be honest. I don't know how liked Agent Callus is to Star Wars fandom and if they would want to bring him back. I personally would love to see it. But Same. Who knows? Same. I think but. I would more so like to see it if they did some sort of show. With Sabine and Ahsoka and Ezra, like trying to find Ezra later, or if they did something, if yeah. he showed up in that. And he was incorporated. If in he that. was, yep. but I wouldn't, I, I don't really think I would need him to be like a main character or anything. Just small. Just I like said supporting character. character. I well, said supporting support. character. I don't think he would need to be in like every show. Yeah. If he like showed up, because I don't know if how, if they did a Sabine, Ahsoka thing if they would need to bring zeb back either because i feel like it'd be more so focused because because zeb went to rebuild the lasat and everything yeah so that would be something i would like to see because the end of rebels i want to know what happened yeah they are casting for someone that fits ezra's description so that that is a in live action form so there is a good chance that we could see Maybe Agent Callus in that. Wait, as they well. would do a live action? That'd be crazy. That would be <laughs> crazy. I mean, I I don't know. I think Dave Filoni does is doing a phenomenal job with with animated series. But I mean, he did work on Mandalorian. He worked on a couple episodes of Mandalorian, and he still did a phenomenal job with that. So either or, I'd be okay with Dave Filoni doing whatever he wants to do. <laughs> 
That's fair. He, he has <laughs> like, a way of making whatever it Whatever he wants to do. I mean, if he did a live action, that'd be cool. I also feel like it'd be like a completely different feel. Because I feel like Rebels and Mando, yes, they're also very different, like, storylines. But the mood of, like, an animated show versus the mood of, like... A live action. A live action. The live action. It's like a yeah. different tone, which could be cool because you're re you're taking these characters who are older, making them more they're... mature. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I can rally behind that. Yeah, I can rally behind it too. Well, I think that about wraps up our Agent Callus episode. Beth, I have one final question for you. Okay. How do you rank Star Wars movies? Would you please rank them for <laughs> us? Savagery. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what okay. What? For the listener out there, why don't you give uh, your bottom two and your top two movies? My bottom two and my top two. Okay, this is off my mind, so this is not a Perfect. concrete thing. This is exactly what I wanted to uh, have happen. I would, thank this is you. A trial. I appreciate this is... it. Oh, a okay, so I would put episode three at at the bottom. Good. I Whoa. so that, that is pretty while bad. I was growing the up. Memes. <laughs> the memes while i was growing up i loved episode one we had it on vhs i watched it a lot all the time we used to play anakin uh like riding through the the starships in the backyard of my swing set so my mom i wasn't old enough to watch pg-13 so i didn't know that anakin became darth vader for a long time and and slaughtered all the children yeah so i was very disappointed when i found out so episode three will always be at the bottom because why (laughs) but um Sorry, that was a little unnecessary, <laughs> I guess. Um, What's second from the bottom? Of just the nine, the nine. Rise of Skywalker. You had to think of the name. No, no, no. Just oh. the nine. Oh, movies. just the nine. Uh, you can include the uh, Solo and Rogue One too. Uh, okay, so I would say Episode Two, probably because I've seen it the least out of okay. all of them. It's I, okay. Do you yeah. hate sand? Do you think it's coarse and rough and gets everywhere? <laughs> either that or solo because solo is like what i know yes back you're on my team <laughs> I you don't... are on my team solo is an easy watch but it's not anything that i'm like man i really want to watch solo it's like oh it's okay <laughs> matt <laughs> matt you how are you feeling wow. right now <laughs> <laughs> then your wife cow. says that she doesn't like solo didn't you rank it in your top three it was like my top four or something like that yeah, yeah when i heard the ranking i was very shocked but wow i don't get how you put solo above rogue one that's true rogue that's one true. is a also is a very it's like because i could just skip to the end of rogue one i can watch solo all the way okay through. but but i also as someone who likes like visuals and art when i'm watching some of the star wars movies i like like the beauty like there's so many beautiful scenes and i feel like rogue one like is just also has a lot of like really cool and the characters okay anyways we don't need to get in a rant (laughs) am i doing my top two now your top two two. start start with your second favorite at this moment i'm gonna say i can't even think of the name of it (laughs) episode seven episode okay uh force awakens force awakens I liked it. That was your. That's your second favorite one. I, I would. I would say yes. I think that just generally, I, that's my favorite of the, the later three. And I would say one of those would be my second. Okay, I, I respect that. 
No, what is your what is your favorite? Well, the movie I've seen the most of all the Star Wars movies is in fact episode four, because that is Matt's favorite Star Wars movie, and he watches it a lot. <laughs> I, I just, think I, I don't know what you mean. I was a Star Wars fan before we started dating, even though he will probably try to tell you guys that he was the reason. I would never I do like such Star a thing Wars, ever. That I that he convinced me, which is not true. But he watches it so much that I think I've seen it over a hundred times. I told you, Matt. I told you during our twenty fifth episode special last season that you've seen it probably more than your that your your you counted that you've watched. I didn't. I didn't count like if I fall asleep, like because. Oh, I'm counting that. I'm counting that. Anytime you turn on the movie, you fall asleep through the same part every time. And then you wake up and you go, I always fall asleep in that part. And I'm like... Because I use it to relax. Well. Okay, so are you saying that that's your top movie? Sure. I would say yes. Sure. That's not a thing. I would say there's like my top four are probably interchangeable. Okay. But I think that's all is one that you could throw on and I'd be interested in watching it. That's fair. That's fair. Or Rogue One. Yeah. I like Rogue One a you lot. You like that one a lot. All right. Well, I respect that. And Beth, we have to say thank you so much for coming on the, the show today. Thank you, um, Beth. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Sorry I just ranted. ranted. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, we normally no, rant, so it's fine. <laughs> one, I think about Josh's rant about Aura Singh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sometimes I'll be listening to the podcast, and I'll hear something, and then I'll pause it, and then I'll come, and I'll be like, Matt, What? And then he'll have to explain it to me. Yeah. I'll be like, why is Josh ranting about this? Because <laughs> Aura Singh any, has a bad story arc. We're not, no, we're not going into this anymore. You we're, rant. No. No. <laughs> Beth, would you do the honor of telling all of the Padawans out there who we are reviewing next week? I would love to, except I don't know how to pronounce it. Try your best. <laughs> Dark... No, no, it's not Darth Nihilus. 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 You're very close. Mm. Darth Nihilus is who we are that's reviewing impre- next that's week. Imp- Darth Nihilus. It is, Darth Nihilus. is expanded universe. He is the older public, and he is the eater of worlds. He is my favorite character on Galaxy Heroes. He is my number one, and he has this move after I think seven recharges that he takes out the person in one hit. So I like it. <laughs> Eater of Worlds. <laughs> canon. Until no, then, I'm kidding. He's not canon. <laughs> he's not canon. Thank God he's not canon. Until then, make sure to follow us on social medias at Wannabe Jedi Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at Wannabe Jedi Cast on Twitter. And we also recently made some updates to the website, so go check it out, wannabejedipodcast.com. Until then, we will see you guys all next time. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. May the force be with you all. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>